ಸಹನಾವತು ಸಹನೌನಕ್ತು ಸಹ ವೀರ್ಯಂಕರವಾವಹೈ ತೇಜಸ್ವಿನಾವಧೀತಮಸ್ತು ಮಾ ವಿಷಾವಹೈ ಶಾಂತಿಶಾಂತಿಶಾಂತಿ ಓಂ ಪೂರ್ಣಮದ ಪೂರ್ಣಮಿದ ಪೂರ್ಣಾತ್ಪೂರ್ಣಮುದಕ್ಷ್ಯತೆ ಪೂರ್ಣಸೂರ್ಣಮಾದಾಯ ಪೂರ್ಣಮೇವಶಿಷ್ಯತೆ ಶಾಂತಿಶಾಂತಿಶಾಂತಿ ಆಪ್ಯಾಯಂತು ಮಾಂಗಿ ವಾಕ್ಪ್ರಾಣಶ್ಚಕ್ಷುಶ್ರೋತ್ರಮಥೋ ಬಲಮಿಂದ್ರಿಯಿ ಚರ್ವಾಷದ ಮಾಹಂ ಬ್ರಹ್ಮ ನಿರಾಕುರ್ಯಾಂ ಮಾಮ್ರಹ್ಮ ನಿರಾಕರೋದಕರ್ಣಮಸ್ತ್ವಕರಣ ಮೇ ಅಸ್ತು ತದಾತ್ಮನಿ ನಿರತೆ ಯೌಪನಿಷತ್ಸು ಧರ್ಮಸ್ತೆ ಮಯಿ ಸಂತು ತೇ ಮಯಿ ಸಂತು ಓಂ ಶಾಂತಿಶಾಂತಿಶಾಂತಿ ಶ್ರುತಿಸ್ಮೃತಿಪುರಾಲಯಂಕರುಣಾಲಯ ನಮಿ ಭಗವತ್ಪಾದ ಶಂಕರ ಲೋಕಶಂಕರ ಶಂಕರ ಶಂಕರಾಚಾರ್ಯ ಕೇಶವಂಬಾದರಾಯಣ ಸೂತ್ರಭಾಷ್ಯಕೃತ ವಂದೇ ಭಗವಂತ ಪುನಃ ಪುನಃ ಗುರುರಾತ್ಮೇದಿ ಮೂರ್ತಿಭೇದ ವಿಭಾಗಿನೆ ವ್ಯೋಮವ್ಯಾಪ್ತೇಹಾಯ ದಕ್ಷಿಣಾಮೂರ್ತೇತಕ್ಷರಮುದ್ಗೀತಮುಪಾಸೀತ ಓಮಿತಿಹ್ಯುದ್ಗಾಯತೆ So starting with page 892, 441, beginning of the fourth father or fourth chapter. <coughs> so this is the fourth quarter, remember, three quarters have already gone by. So says Nyayanane, Adye Pade Nirguna Vidya Phaleka Desho Bandhani Vrutthi Ukta. Nirguna Vidya Phalam is Moksha. Saguna Vidya and Nirguna Vidya, both these Vidyas and knowledges are delineated here in the Chandogya Upanishad. In the 8th chapter, the first six Brahmanas refer to Saguna Vidya, which is meditation upon Saguna Brahma. <coughs> this is Dharakasha, endowed with various gunas or attributes such as Eshatma, Apahadapatma, etc. Vidrutihi, <coughs> Setuhu. So Saguna Vidya means meditation upon Brahman with gunas or attributes. On the other hand, Nirguna Vidya is the knowledge of Brahman which transcends all the gunas, which is subtract and which is the very self. So Nirguna Brahma has to be known as the very self. Where there is also a letting go or vada or negation of the very knower of the meditator. So in meditation upon Saguna Brahma, today we have it in the form of Lord Ganesha, Lord Krishna, etc. Those days it was in the form of Ishvara manifest as the universe. 
in the places of meditation such as the dharakasa or the space within the heart, these are prescribed. So there the duality between the meditator and the meditator, dhyata and dhyaya remains. Even in a subtle way, when you identify with a dhyaya vishaya, then also the potential of duality is there. Nirguna vidya is the knowledge of nirgunam. Because gunas are superimposed upon the substratum which is Brahman. So ultimate reality is nirgunam. Or nirvishesha. The word of all attributes, of all qualities. That is the ultimate reality, absolute reality in as much as the gunas or qualities are subject to change. Brahman is creator when he is creating and sustainer when he is sustaining and dissolve when he is dissolving, etc. So therefore, Saguna Brahma is changing, variable, omniscient, omnipotent and therefore different from the jiva. But the truth of Saguna Brahma also is ultimately only Brahman, Asti Bhati Priyam. The truth of the individual jhata also is Asti Bhati Priyam. So when the meditator ultimately lets go his identity with his own body-mind-sense complex, which also amounts to giving up also the identification of Brahma with Maya, meaning the Vyashti and the Samashti. Then what remains is one simple Asti Bhati Priyam, Chaitanyam, which is a self, which is all there is. So in that there is no slightest duality also. And that being the case, what is, is limitlessness. Where there is a total cessation of all the sorrow arising from duality. Because Dhidhyadvai Bhayam Bhavati. Where duality meaning when I look upon someone as different from me, So then there is always a potential of fear and sorrow. So when there is also not there, there is a total cessation of all the sorrow. So vandha nivruttihi and niratisha and avaptihi. So here the Tikakara says, Adhyapade, in the first quarter of this fourth chapter of the Brahma Sutra, Nirguna vidya phalaika deshah bandhanivruttihi upta. Phalaika deshah. A part of phalam, a part of reward as a result of knowing oneself as Brahman is bandhanivruttihi, cessation of bandha or the sorrow. And then of course is the ananda avaptihi. So bandhanivrutti was what was emphasized in the first quarter. Dvitiya saguna nirguna vidya phala phala apti sheshatvena tad vidoho utkranti anutkranti chintigay. So again in the second part, second quarter, saguna nirguna phala apti sheshatvena phala apti verse attainment of the result of meditation of saguna brahma is Utkranti, that the Vidwan, the meditator ultimately, when the Prarabdha is over, departs from this body and goes to Brahmaloka and then Karma Mukti. Depending upon the attainment of the identification with Saguna Brahma. If we go to different loka, the highest he can have is attaining Brahmaloka and then Karma Mukti. That if you wanted mukti, otherwise it's again coming back to this world. Nirguna falapti sheshatvena anutkranti. But there is no utkranti. Nathasya pranaha tanatha utkramante yahayava samavaniyante. 
Upanishad says, his pranas do not depart. They merge here only. So this was stated in the second part. Trutiye sagun vidya phalopayogita gati gantavya gantra vishesha nirupita. Sagun vidya phala. What's the result of this sagun vidya or meditation of sagun brahma is going to a world, a loka. Such as brahma loka. So when going is involved and there is a goer, that is called ganta, a destination called gantavya, and a travel called gati. So gati gantavya gantra visheshaha nirupitaha. So whether you go to Uttarayana, Dakshinayana, depending upon what kind of karma you perform, etc. So this was in the third quarter. Samprati Chaturse Pade Paravidya Phalekadesha Brahma Bhava Avirbhava. So what is going to happen in the fourth quarter? Is Paravidya Phalekadesha. One aspect of moksha or the result of the paravidya or knowledge of param brahma itself is brahma bhava bhava manifestation of one's own nature as brahman. So moksha means manifestation of one's true nature. Not attainment but manifestation. So that's the point that will be made. In case of the tenth man, it is a manifestation of the tenth man which is his own nature and not attainment of tenth man. Here also, Brahma Bhava Avir Bhava the manifestation of one's nature which is Brahma. That will be talked about in the fourth quarter. Sagana Vidya Phalamcha Sarveshvratulya Bhogatvam avadharaishyade. On the other hand, the result of the meditation of Sakuna Brahma is becoming Sakuna Brahma, Hiranyagarbha. One enjoys all those Aishwarya or the various glories or the accomplishments of Sakuna Brahma. So, Sarva Aishwarya Tulyatvam, Tulya Bhogatvam. In Brahma Loka, he enjoys the same kind of bhoga that Hiranyagarbha enjoys. So, the fourth quarter has these two topics. One is pertaining to the Nirguna Brahma Vidya, other is pertaining to Saguna Vidya. Tatra, Aparavidya Prapyam Uktva, Paravidya Prapyam Aha. So earlier quarter said, what is attained, what is attained by the knowledge of Saguna Brahma. Now this one says, what is attained by the knowledge of Nirguna Brahma. <coughs> Sampadhyayati. Or if you go to Ratna Brahma, Puropade Brahmupasakanam Kaira Brahma Praptahi Vukta. Previous quarter, for those who meditate upon Saguna Brahma, they attain the state of Saguna Brahma Hiranyagara, which is Karya Brahma or the manifest Brahma. Sampati Tesham Aishwari Vishesham Brahma Lokikam Padasa Uttaradena Prapanchasyana. On this fourth quarter, Uttarada, the second half, will elaborate how the same meditated upon Saguna Brahma. Attains the Aishwarya Brahma Laukikam which even gains in the Brahma Loka. Although, on the other hand, in the first half of this fourth quarter, Abhyarhita Paravidya Paravidya Prapyam Nirvishesha Brahma Bhavam Aha. This quarter, this first half of this quarter says that Paravidya Praptam Abhyarhita. What is most desired is what Paravidya is the knowledge of self as Param Brahma. Nirvishesha Brahma Bhavam 
attainment of the state of one's own nature, which is Param Brahma, limitless. So even Brahma Loka also, the limitlessness is not absolute. There also the Bhokta, Bhogya, Bhoga, that duality remains a slight way. That duality also is not there when one recognizes it. I am Brahman. So Brahma Pucham Pratishtha. Brahma Loka is equivalent to Anandamaya Kosha. And Moksha is Brahma Pucham Pratishtha. Once nature is Brahma, establishment in the even own nature is Brahma. So this is what the first half of the fourth quarter says. And that's what the first sutra says here. Says here, Sampadya Avirbhavaha Svena Shabdat Sampadya Having attained what? Param Jyotihi Upasampadya Having attained the supreme light which is the consciousness. So what is the supreme light? Param Jyotihi Svaprakasya Swarupam Atmanam Sakshat Anubhuya Recognizing oneself as Param Jyotihi as a supreme consciousness. Consciousness that is limitless. So seeing oneself as a consciousness that is limitless, that is called attainment of the supreme consciousness, a light. So, Atmanam Sakshat Anubhuya. Anubhuya means seeing. Seeing one's own self as Param Jyotihi. Jyotihi means the light. Param Jyotihi is the limitless light, supreme light, which is consciousness. So, Sampadya which refers to Upasampadya, Sutrakara does not take the whole uh, word also, takes only Sampadya. And so, like Satya Kama, instead of the Kama alone was taken. Similar Sampadya, Upasampadya, Sampadya. Then, Svena Rupena Abhinishpada, we'll see that. So then, one gets established in one's own nature. What is that? One attains one's own nature. Is what? Avirbhavaha. So Sutrakaya explains. We'll see that passage. What's the meaning of that? Avinishpadyat is Avirbhavaha. One's own nature becomes evident. Which was veiled by ignorance. When the veil of ignorance is gone, then what is becomes evident. So it is manifestation, not attainment. Idea is Svedarupinishpadyate. So does he attain something unattained? Says no, it is manifestation of what is already there. It is attainment in Brahmoksha, attainment of what is already attained by Svenashabdat. Because the word Sva Svena Rupena Vinishpadyate, Svena Shabda. So Sampadya means for having reached the Param Jyotihi, the highest light. Avir Bhavaha, the Jivatma becomes manifest in his own nature as Brahman. On the base, so that is the Pratigna. Svena Shabdat, because of the use of the term Sva, Svena Rupena, in its own form. <coughs> Before we proceed, there is also the, uh, for this Adhikaranam, the Vayasika Nyayamala, those four shlokas are there. There are only three sutras in Vedikaranam. Says, Nākavan nūtanam mukti rūpam yadvā purātanam 
they are right there. Avinishpatti vachanat paratvadabhinutanam. So first of all, the vishaya. What's the, what's this topic, or what's the vakya, the passage, there is a discussion. Esha samprasadaha asma sarira samuthaya param jyoti hupasampadya This is what we did last, you know. Uh, that's why we continued with this one here. Esha samprasadaha The serene being samprasadaha Asma sharira samuthaya. Rising, having risen from and so on body. Asma sharira samuthaya. Having risen from this body. Paramjo, so first is arising from the body. Which we discussed. Is creating distance to the body or becoming free from the identification of the body. So that viveka is there of atma and atma viveka. So first of all, seeing oneself as separate from this body-mind-sense complex. Param Jyoti Upasampadya, then who am I? If body I am not, sense organs I am not, prana I am not, mind I am not, then who am I? Param Jyoti, I am the witness, not in the witness, I am the content of the witness, which is what? Consciousness. Param Jyoti, Upasampadya. And so having reached the Paramjyotihi, having reached the supreme light, being seeing oneself as the consciousness. Svena Rupena Avinishpadyade. He becomes established in one's own nature, his own nature. Idishruyate. This is Vakya. Which is the subject matter of discussion here. Asya ayam arthaha. Here the Tikagara gives the meaning of that sentence. Samyak prasidati upadi upashandavadi samprasadaha jivaha. Samyak prasidati di samprasadaha. So word samprasada he refers to the jivatma. Samprasada also can refer to the state of deep sleep. Samyak prasidi asmini samprasada. Where one becomes completely serene, that state can be called samprasada, in which case it will be the deep sleep state. But samyak prasida, the one who becomes completely serene. Why? Upadi upashantav. Because in deep sleep state, there is a cessation of identification upadi, the gross body and subtle body. And therefore, that identification of the gross body and the subtle body, which create ahankara, mamakara, ragadvesha, which cause all the sorrow or sadness, the cause of the sorrow is no more there in the deep sleep state. Therefore, one experiences one's true nature. One always experiences. We always experience our nature, which is ananda. But simultaneously we also experience body and sense organs and mind. That also is okay. Nothing wrong in experiencing body, mind, etc. But I experience them as myself, that's the problem. I took up, look upon them as myself. And they are limited. Therefore, all along the sense of limitation never leaves me. And so the asti bhati is mixed with what? Limitation. And that's what makes me unhappy. <coughs> so samprasadaha jivaha. Therefore, he, there is no obstacle to experiencing of his true nature, therefore, he experiences serenity, which is his true nature. Over samprasada, 
earlier discussion you saw word as some person is used for the wise person also. Here it is used for the wise person. This we saw earlier in the discussion. Such a sharitra avimanam paityajya. So samprasada means jivatma. Because that is his true nature. Even though he may not experience the serenity of his true nature, the serenity happens to be his nature. The word jivatma can be called samprasada. But then he can be his justification of Samprasada name is there only when he becomes enlightened and discovers himself to be serenity. Such a Shariratra Abhimanam Parityajya. In deep sleep it does not give identity with the, uh, the causal what you understand. When he comes to know his true nature then the identification of the causal body ignorance also is given up. Shariratra Abhimanam Parityajya. Param Brahma Prapya as though attaining Param Brahma. Meaning seeing oneself as Param Brahma, like the tenth man sees himself as tenth man. Mukti Rupena Avatishthade. He then continues to remain as a liberated one. <coughs> That's all. <coughs> That's what that statement means. Depends on where the statement comes from. See, we took this sutra, actually we should have started the fifth sutra. But seeing this statement, we started with this sutra today. But this statement comes later also, because the same statements come in Saguna Vidya and Nirguna Vidya. So in the Prajapati Vidya also, the statement comes, except that there it describes the wise person. In Dhara Vidya describes the Upasaka. So we should understand this statement coming from the 8.10.3. Anyway, so since we have started, we will complete this sutra and then we will proceed with our later on. Tatra etad mukti rupam na jivasya purva siddham. Now the, then the doubt is, Nākavat nūtanam mukti rūpam yadvā purātanam. Nāka means what? Svarga. Svarga is always attained. So nākavat nūtanam mukti rūpam. The mukti or the moksha that this passage describes. Is it nūtanam? Is it something new? Something attained like heaven. You reach heaven which you were not there before and it is new similarly also. Is moksha something new? Is it the attainment of what is not attained? So swarga or heaven falls in the category of attainment of what is not attained. Is moksha also like that? Yadva puratanam Or is it attainment of what is already attained? Puratanam, what is already there? So that's the samsha, doubt. Then what is the Puropaksha? Avinishpati Vachanat Falatvadabi Nutanam Puropaksha says Avinishpati Vachanat Svena Rupan Avinishpadyate. Then one becomes, one attains, gets established in one's own nature. So, vinishpadyate, whether, what does it mean? Nishpatti, is it attainment of what is already attained? Or is attainment of what is already attained? So, this is a matter of interpreting the word avinishpatti. Purubakshi interprets that as attainment of what is not attained. And phalamcha, no, phalatvadapi nutanam. They said that, see, moksha was not there. Moksha also is a phalam. You gain knowledge, and the phala or the result of knowledge is moksha. Phalam means the karavalam. 
and the phalam or result is always agantukam. It is not there before and comes into being. So moksha being phalam also is agantuga and avinishpadyate also means agantuga. So Purupakshi says that moksha is something that is attained. Then Siddhanti says, Svena rupeti vakye svashabdat puratanam svena rupena abhinishpadyate. He becomes established in his own nature. Abhinishpadyate, alright. But what? Svena rupena. As one's own self. And ever, because Upanishad used the word svena rupena. <coughs> Therefore, the proper interpretation is he becomes established in his own nature or vinishpatti is what? Manifestations of one, manifestation of one's own nature. Avirbhava avinishpatti. So avinishpatyate or avinishpatti is what? Avirbhava, manifestation of what is already there and not attainment of what is not attained. Then how do you explain if moksha is phalam? Then is it not anityam? Phalam cha agnyana hanita. Hanita. Because in a way you can say that the attainment of tenth man is there in a way. Like sometimes you may be wearing your mala in your own neck and looking for it everywhere. You may have a bunch of keys in your own waistband, and then still you will be looking, well, I got it, I got it. So we do use the expression, I got it, for something which is already there, because of ignorance, there was the idea that I have lost it. In that sense, something has happened, ignorance has gone, and then what is already there is now recognized as being there. So in a way, you can say, moksha is phalam. Not in a primary sense, but in a secondary sense you can call it phalam. In spite of moksha being phalam, it is still only manifestation of what is already there. So moksha is not agantukam, not something that is coming. It is manifestation of what is already there. That's what the sutra means here. Continuing here, Purupakshi says, Tatrayetan mukti rupam na jivasya purva siddham. So, nakavat nutanam. What is nutanam? Na purva siddham is something new. Agantukam. Nakavat kindu svargavat agantukam. Like heaven is something that is attained. So, also Purupakshi says, there is mukti which is the nature which the jiva attains is something that is agantukam. Something that is incidental. Something that is an event that comes. Kutaha, why do you say that? We ask him. Avinishpadyate iti utpadyatva shravanat. Avinishpadyate. So he attains. Utpadyaso. So karma can give rise to utpatti, prapti, vikruti, samskruti. So this is utpatti. Therefore it is the karma phalam. Karma phalam is always agantukam like swarga. You know the thing is that Purupakshi simply takes a word. And little meaning of word without worrying about the nature of moksha etc. This is what the Shruti says. And therefore the whole Parvada Brahma Sutra is Samanvaya. Is that the entire Shastra, that the Upanishads, have their vision in Moksha, which is the Avirbhava or manifestation of one's own nature as Brahma. Like tenth man recognizing himself as tenth man, so also here the Jiva recognizing himself as Brahman. So that is the Moksha consistently. So wherever the use of the words may possibly lead to a different interpretation, those passages are taken up for discussion to show that in fact 
all the passages, everywhere in all the Upanishads, talk about same Brahma, same Moksha, same Jiva Brahma Aikya, same Praptasya Prapti. Therefore, no Utkramanam, no departure, no Gati. All of this must be there in Moksha, there should not be Gati. Yet Gatvana Nivartante, even though it is said, means one doesn't go there, otherwise one has to come back. So, na Nivartante, meaning that it does not come back. Having gone where, it does not come back. If it does not come back, it could not have gone. So, going is only Aupacharikam, is only in a figurative sense, because you feel that you are not there, therefore, you think that you are, you reach something. <coughs> There were different expressions are used, which can lead to different interpretations. There were all those passages are taken up to show that Upanishads have only one vision. It's a big project, you know, not easy. About twelve Upanishads are referred to, twelve or something, you know. So what is it, Jabal Upanishad and Kaushitaki Upanishad and things like that. Shvetashtra Upanishad, 13 maybe. Kevalya Upanishad. So maybe 15 Upanishads are referred to in Brahma Sutra. In that Ishavasa is not referred to. Kevalya Upanishad is not referred to. Manduke is not. They don't even have a representation in Brahma Sutra. Because there is no problem. If, because they are short Upanishads and then if there were statements there which caused doubts, then they would have found place in the Brahma Sutra. Not that they are not important, but because they are clear, therefore they don't have place in Brahma Sutra. Where there is a question, that's where they find. So Chandogya gets the maximum number of sutra because the maximum question is Chandogya. Even though Bruhadaranyaka is a much larger Upanishad than Chandogya, still it has very little representation because apparently there are no big questions, you know, doubts arising. And so, anyway, so therefore, the uh, idea is to find samanvaya, eka vakyata. Same tatpari is there in every way. Brahma is the only topic. Jiva Brahma Ikya, that, that the teaching is Mahavakya, which is moksha, the attainment of what is already attained. So, it's no gati. In all of this, they should be consistent. <coughs> that's what Sutrakara has done, that's what Bhashyakara has done. They say some people have problem with Shankaracharya because they feel that he used his brilliance of the intellect to ramrod or bulldoze everything, you know. But anyway, so here, Pura Siddhatve Samsadashabhi Sadbhavi. And second thing that the Pura Pakshi says, Pura Siddhatve, if moksha is already there, Samsara Dashabhi Sadbhavena, then you are already liberated even in the Samsara Dasha. Is it not so? So, Phalatvam Nasyat, then moksha cannot be Phalam. So, what is, what is Phalam? Phalam is Utpadyam. It is created when you perform an action, you create an effect, it's called phalam. And you create something which is not there. So that being the case, and moksha is phalam. So it could not be moksha was already existing. For moksha to be phalam or the result, it could not have existed. Had it existed, would have been there even when you are bound, there would have been no bondage at all. Tasmas sarga swargavat idam nutanam mukti rupam so, nākavat nūtanam, so, abhinishpatti vachanāt phalatvād abhinūtanam. That's what the Purupaksha said. Because Upanishad abhinishpadyate, mini utpadyate, eh, moksha is phalam. Idi prāpte brūmaha, to that the sutrakāra says, sampadya avirbhāvaha svena shabdāt. Sampadya having reached, you know, the param jyotihi, Avirbhava, Abhinishpati is what? Avirbhava, manifestation of one's nature of Brahman, because of the use of our swar. 
तो स्वेन रूपेण अभिनिष्पद्यते स्वशब्देन विशेष तत्वात सो स्वेन रूपेण उपनिषद सेज दैट वन बिकम्स एस्टैब्लिश इन वन सोन नेचर इन स्वशब्देन विशेष तत्वात सो वेर डज दाइज पर्सन गेट एस्टैब्लिश्ड स्वेन रूपेण इन वन सो हिज ओन नेचर सो हिज ओन नेचर इज दिस्पेसिफाइड दैट दैट फॉर पूर्वमे विद्यतेद मुक्ति ही कैनॉट बी एस्टैब्लिश इन इज ओन नेचर अनलेस इज नेचर इज ऑलवेज दैट वन थिंग इज ऑलवेज दैट वन नेचर दैट इज कॉल नेचर विच इज ऑलवेज दैट वेदर यू नो इट और नॉट यू आर टेंथ मैन वेदर यू नो इट और नॉट एंड the part may not know but it is clear whether it knows it or not wave is water whether it knows it or not so jiva is brahma whether he knows it or not so shabdena visheshitatvat because not only becomes established he becomes established in his own nature never puno vidyate eva idam muktiru therefore this mukti exists even before also but swa can be also swa can be myself i or mine swa can be sixth case also in which case it means what it means mine so then puru pakshi says nachatra swa shabda swakiyam abhidatte Why not mean? Why not Upanishad means were as mine in mine nature, not nature as I. So then he says, "Swa cannot mean swiya. Swiya means what? Mine or swakiyam? Visheshan vayathe prasangat. Because when you get established something, it is yours anyway." Had it been yours, you don't have to say that. It's you that what needs to be said here. Because whatever you attain is always yours. Even if it's something different from you, it is yours anyway. When you attain something, it is yours. So therefore, had it been yours, Upanishad need not have said it is yours because it is yours. Then if Swamin Swaki or one's own, in that case, that Visheshanam or that qualification would not add anything more it would be what redundant or not it is repetition meaningless yajyadrupam mukta upadatte tatasvakiyamayadi so whatever it is that you attain in moksha is yours anyway kasya vyavurte visheshe then you should use the words any word only when it conveys something specific my own i attain meaning i do not attain something which is not mine but whatever you attain is yours then what does that word yours sakia add into that that you are, you are attaining not something that is not yours but what is it that is not yours that is excluded here and therefore kasya vyavurte visheshyate If this is mine, means it's not, you know, that is not mine. Whereas this is mine, then in a way I am saying that this alone is mine, other is not mine. But whatever you attain, then this is mine, this is mine, that it's all yours. So when you say this is mine, suppose the whole house is yours, and all furniture is yours, and all vessels are everything yours, to say this is mine. When will you say something else is not yours? You follow? Hey, this is mine. So when when children and all of them enter, you know, hey, this is my chair. That is because others are not yours. Therefore, you are distinguishing this. But if you are the owner of the house and the house and everything that in the house belongs to you, you don't know that this is my bed and this, this everything is mine. If something was not mine, then I must specify this is mine. When everything is yours, then what will be the role or the additional meaning conveyed by the word mine? What do you want to exclude, which is not yours? Everything is yours. 
So in that case, Varsva, if it's interpreted as Svaki or mine, would be meaningless. If Swam in the self, then Atvachitvedu, Svashamdasya, Svaki Atya Vyavrutti. In Moksha, what attains, what he attains is not his. In Moksha, what he attains is him. You follow? So when I attain something, either it can be something that what I attain is mine, but here Upanishad says what you attain is you. In that case, mine is excluded. If swar means I, then mine, idea of mine is excluded by the word swar. In that case, it is meaningful. Swar is I. Because what you attain normally is never yours, never you. What you attain in the world is always different from you. This is a different kind of attainment. What you attain is not yours, what you attain is you. So usual idea of mine or yours is to be let go. That's what means I would accomplish. So svakiyatya vyavruti pravyanam. Therefore there, it serves the purpose of excluding the idea of mine by calling it I. Abhinishpati Utpati Abhinishpadyad Utpadyade says no. Puru Siddhasya Utpati Asambhavat. Because your nature is already there. Svena Rupena. See, then comes Abhinishpadyade. Svena Rupena Abhinishpadyade. As one's own nature, if one's own nature, Abhinishpati cannot be attainment because one's nature is already attained. Then what does Abhinishpati mean? Kimtari Tattva Jnanena Brahmatva Vibhava Abhinishpati It is manifestation of one's own nature as Brahman which was so far veiled by ignorance and when the veil of ignorance is gone by this knowledge Aham Brahmasmi that is manifestation of what is already there. And therefore, Svena Rupena, one cannot attain, it is manifestation of what is already there. So, Svena Rupena, that word Sva, determines the meaning of word Abhinishpati. If Sva is mine, then Abhinishpati would be to attain what is different from me. If Sva is I, then it cannot be attained in a primary sense, then it is what? It is manifestation of my true nature, which was veiled by ignorance. So, Tattva Jnanena Brahmatva Virbhava Avinishpati By Tattva Jnana, meaning what? By the true nature of one's own self, recognizing oneself Brahman is the attainment here. <coughs> Alright. Then Upasampadya Avinishpadya, the Upasampadya also is reaching, attaining. Avinishpadya also attaining. So, what is the difference is? That's Evam Sadi. Upasampadya avinishpadyate iti anayoho punarukti iti sankaniyam. Then avinishpadya also is only attainment or a manifestation. Then there is nothing, no difference in the two words. Upasampadya shabdena tat padada shodhanasya vivakshitatvat param jyotihi upasampadya. He attained this supreme light which is Brahman, which is tatpada. So, samprasada is tvampada. And param jodhi upasampadya. Attaining param brahma, meaning recognizing oneself as param brahma. Then he gets established in his own nature, which is param brahma. So, therefore, upasampatti shabdena tat padata shodhanasya vakshitatvat. What is one's nature? Param jodhi. I am not in a witness. Who am I? I am the very content of the witness, which is consciousness. <coughs> then what is Abhinishpadya then? Abhinishpadya is to Vakyartha Avabodha. So Upasampadya is attaining Parambrahma. Abhinishpadya is attaining as one's own self. So Paramjyoti is Tattvada. 
and avinishpadyate is identity between tat and tvam iti then what about phalatvam nadya pura siddhatve mukti rupasya phalatva virodha even the mukti is already when so nature and still it can be in a secondary sense called attainment why nivrutta gnanatva akarana pura siddhatva bhavat even though it is already attained i do not know it even though kibanch is in my own waist i do not know even though that mala or the necklace is already in my neck i do not know even though i am the tenth man i do not know so nivrutta agnyanatva karana there is there is something required which is what the removal of the veil of ignorance therefore the ignorance created the notion of unattainment and therefore there is as though attainment therefore you can call it phalam also tasmat puratanam vastuva mukti rup therefore puratanam vastu mukti is not something new mukti is something which is always there has always been there that's what the adhikarana says <coughs> so going back to now the bhashya page 892 nirguna vidya phalam udahartum tad vishaya vakyam udaharati so this is a vakya of nirguna vidya not saguna right now we are studying saguna vidya but anyway we'll complete this sutra as we have started so tad vishaya vakyam udaharati evam eva esha so let us read that sent bhashya sentence evameva esha samprasadah asmat sharirat samutthaya paranjyotirupasampadya svena rupena abhinishpadyade iti shruyate See what happens is in this Chandogya eight chapter, both the vidyas have the same sentences, you know. Here also, say, "Esh samprasada, asma shreya samuthaya, param jyotirupan sambandya, sirv abhinishpadya de." Same vakya occurs also in the third Brahmana. same vakya also occurs in the 10th brahmana no even later ಟ್ವೆಲ್ಥ್ಯಾಕ್ಯಾಕರ್ಸ್ಯಾಕೆ Then Vashyakana says, or says, Nirunga Vidya Phalavakyam Udahurutya Svashabdasya Svi Agantuka Rupasya Atma Rupatva Atma Rupatva Raparu Vashitva Abhyam Samshem Aha Nirunga Vidya Phalavakyam Udahurutya So this is what we read. 
एवमेवसंप्रसाद निर्गुणवाक्य निर्गुण विद्यावाक्यम निर्गुण फलवाक्यम दिस इज रिजल्ट ऑफ द नॉलेज ऑफ द निर्गुण ब्रह्म स्वशब्द से स्वीय आगंतुक रूप स्वात्मचिवाभ्यां वे स्वमीन स्वीय और स्वात्म स्वीय आगंतुक रूप इज वन इफ स्व मीन्स माइंड देन इट इज समथिंग आगंतुकम समथिंग दैट इज कम इफ स्व इज आई देन वॉट स्वात्म रूप देन इट्स माई ओन सेल्फ सो वर्ड स्व हैज दिस बोथ पॉसिबल मीनिंग्स एंड दैट बिकम्स अ बेसिस ऑफ द डाउट तत्र संशय किं देवलोकादे उपभोगस्थानेशु इव आगंतुकेन केनचिद विशेषेण अभिनिष्पद्यते आहोस्वित आत्मात्रेण इदे तत्र संशय That the doubt is, kim deva lokadi upabhogasthaneshu iva. Upabhogasthaneshu. That the sthana of the realms, of the lokas, which are meant upabhoga for enjoyment of pleasures. Deva lokadi, beginning with the deva lokas, svaha, svarga. So, bhuhu, bhuha, svaha, janaha, tapaha, etc. So, all these, देवलोक उपभोग स्थान आगंतुकन ऑल दोज वर्ड आर अटैंड केगंतुकन केषेषिष्पद्यते सो डज द वाइस मैन वाइस पर्सन अटैंड समथिंग विच इज सिमिलर टू ए वर्ल्ड लाइक ब्रह्मलोक हाउस्वित आत्मात्री डज ही कैट एस्टाब्लिश इन ब्रह्मलोक Or does he get established in his own nature? That's the thing. Does he get established or attain a loka like Deva Loka, which is Agandoka, or does he get established in his own nature? This is the question. Says Nyaya Atracha Nirma Brahma Vidya Farasya. ब्रह्मभाविर्भाव से नित्य सिद्धत्वोक्त पादादि संगति सो देन संगति इज देयर विद इस पाद एंड देन विद दिस द होल शास्त्र बिकॉज निर्गुण विद्या फलम इज ब्रह्म आविर्भाव एंड दैट्स व्हाट दिस टॉपिक ऑफ दिस क्वार्टर इज पूर्व पक्षे मोक्ष पूर्व पक्षे मोक्ष अभिशेष है पूर्व पक्ष से स्वर्ग इज अटेन ऑल्सो मोक्ष इज अटेन बिकॉज इज अटेनमेंट ऑफ सम लोक लाइक ब्रह्म लोक सिद्धांत विषय सिद्धांत इज नो इट इज नॉट लाइक अटेनिंग स्वर्ग इट इज अटेनिंग मीन्स ओन नेचर लिमिटलेसनेस इलम तत्र मोक्ष आगंतुक फलत्वा स्वर्ग न्यायोपेतया अभिनिष्पत्ति श्रुत्या पूर्व पक्षम आह सो अभिनिष्पत्ति वन वन मीनिंग कैन बी वॉट इट इज समथिंग दैट इज अटेन्ड और यू गैट एस्टाब्लिश्ड सो यू गैट एस्टाब्लिश इन गेस्टन रेल मोक्ष आगंतुक इफ इट इज एस्टाब्लिशिंग इन रेल लाइक ब्रह्मलोका देन मोक्ष इफ मीन्स Being in Brahmaloka or attaining Brahmaloka is agantuka. Swalatvad because it is a result of something. Swargavat like the swarga is the result of a karma. So also moksha, which is attaining a certain realm, is also a phalam. So it is agantuka. It is nyaya upetya abhinishpatishvitya. So yet yet phalam tatta agantuka. That's a nyaya. Whatever is the result is something that is attained of unattainment. Moksha also is like that. 
because avinishpatti that word can lead you to that interpretation purupakshama kimityadina so we ask this question kim tavat praptam so this style always we ask purupakshi so what is your opinion so doubt is stated then we ask purupakshi what do you have to say then he will say his position ಸ್ಥಾನಾಂತರೇಶ್ವರ ಆಗಂತುಕೇನಚಿದ್ರೂಪೇಣ ಅವಿನಿಷ್ಪತ್ತಿ ಸ್ಥಾನಾಂತರೇಶ್ವರ್ಗ ಆಗಂತುಕೇನ ಕೇನಚಿದ್ರೂಪೇಣ ಸೊ ಇಸ್ ನಾಟ್ ಸ್ವರ್ಗ ಬಟ್ ಕೇನಚಿದ್ರೂಪೇಣ ಹಿ ಅಟೈನ್ ಸಮ ರೂಪ ಸ್ವೇನ್ ರೂಪೇಣ ಮೀನಿಂಗ್ he discovers himself or he becomes something so that means that moksha also becoming something you are limited as jivatma you become something else so kenachid rupena whatever it is so agantukena kenachid rupena so this also moksha also is process of becoming of what you are not just as Swarga is attainment of this place where you are not. So, so moksha also is becoming something. A rupa or a form you attain or you become which you were not before. So, agantukena kenachidrupena avinishpatthi syad. It will be establishing in a different kind of form, I don't know. you become a light you become something that's how all the other traditions will describe as to what you become something so moksha also according to this view is the process of becoming kena chidrupena are you become a devata you become something you become a parshvada you become a part of his body being shankha chakra something or the other you know kena chidrupena because mukti that described differently ಸೊ ಸಾಮೀಪ್ಯ ಸಾಯುಜ್ಯ ಸಾಲೋ ಸೊ ಸಾಮೀಪ್ಯ ಸಾರೂಪ್ಯ ಸಾಮೀಪ್ಯ ಇಸ್ ಬಿಕಮ್ ಒನ್ ಆಫ್ ದಿ ಆರ್ನಮೆಂಟ್ಸ್ ಕ್ಲೋಸ್ ಸಾರೂಪ್ಯ ಬಿಕಮ್ ಲೈಕ್ ಹಿಮ್ ಲೈಕ್ ಎ ಪಾರ್ಷದ ಸಾಯುಜ್ಯ ಬಿಕಮ್ ಪಾರ್ಟ್ ಆಫ್ ದಿ ಬಾಡಿ ಸೊ ಕೇನಚಿತ್ ಆಗಂತುಕೇನ ರೂಪೇಣ ವಾಟ್ ಯು ವಾಸ್ ನಾಟ್ ಬಿಫೋರ್ ದಟ್ಸ್ ವಾಟ್ ಇಟ್ ಬಿಕಮ್ಸ್ ನಾವ್ ಯು ಬಿಕಮ್ಸ್ ಅ ಪಾರ್ಷದ ಯು ಬಿಕಮ್ಸ್ ಬ್ರೇಸ್ಲೆಟ್ ಆರ್ ಸಮಥಿಂಗ್ ಲೈಕ್ ದಟ್ ಆಫ್ ಗಾಡ್ and that's great you know because people and then you know what do you mean by becoming and you know, it's not something uh, ordinary becoming based of ishvara because for us even that little bhasma also coming from a little uh, water coming from the tirtha is very important to us so similarly becoming uh, an ornament of bhagwan or one of his ayudha would be something very important so that's how all these have, have become so upasaka became chanka and somebody became chakra and somebody became all the gada etc so they were trained those forms as the upasanas so then it becomes established that way kena sidrupena avinishpatti syat so what's the reason ವಿಮತಂ ಆಗಂತುಕಂ ಫಲತ್ವಾತ್ ಸ್ವರ್ಗ ವಿದಿ ಮೋಕ್ಷ ಇಸ್ ಆಗಂತುಕ ಇಟ್ಸ್ ಅ ಫಲ ಲೈಕ್ ಸ್ವರ್ಗ ಅಂದ್ರೆ ಒಂದು ರೀಸನ್ ಇಸ್ ಸೈಡಿಯಾಷ್ಯಗ ಮೋಕ್ಷಸ್ಯಾಪಿ ಫಲತ್ವ ಪ್ರಸಿದ್ಧೇ ಬಿಕಾಸ್ ವೆಲ್ ನೋನ್ ದಟ್ ಮೋಕ್ಷ ಆಲ್ಸೋ ಇಸ್ ಅಗನ್ ಇಸ್ ಫಲಂ ಬಿಕಾಸ್ ಯು ಆರ್ ಬೌಂಡ್ ಸೋ ಫಾರ್ ನಾವ್ ಯು ಆರ್ ಲಿಬರೇಟೆಡ್ as swami used to say that this person declared that 4:30 afternoon on a given day i got liberated that means you are bound so far and the bound bound person gets liberated then it becomes an event if you get liberated one day you can be bound again also that you do not deal with whatever you become is agantukam anyway moksha syapi phalatva prasiddhe because moksha also is phalam is something that is accepted something is well known 
Okay, we'll continue tomorrow. Om Purnamadaf Purnamidam Purnat Purnamudachade Madaya Purnameva Vasishade Shanti 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 Shankaram Shankaracharyam Keshavam Badarayanam Sutra Bhashya Krutavande Bhagavantav Punaf Punaha Ishvaro Guru Ratmedi Murti Veda Vibhagine Vyoma Vadvyapta Dehaya Dakshina Murtaye Namaha Om Shantishantishantihi Hari O Shri Guru Bhyo Hari O